seated, uh, everybody. Everything uh, has its price. We've become experts at uh, the art of consumerism. Think of something that for you was a real bargain and tell me about it. Are you struggling with the tell me about it bit? Yes, Alan, go, go, go. Marriage license. It was a bargain. Lost for words. <laughs> I feel that whatever I say, I'll put my foot right, uh, right where I don't want to go. Any other bargains? Two for the price of one. This top was a bargain. Yeah. Some things you just know, don't you, before people tell you. What's the best freebie you've ever had? Your car? Free? Wow. Where'd you live? <laughs> Your mum. Oh, wow. Aren't mum's stars? All the mums who have been mean and tight-fisted about their children learning to drive for school. Nigel? A manor house. A manor house. SIM got a manor house. given. That's a pretty good freebie, isn't it? Anybody else? Yeah. Jim. Morning, Jim. A student grant as a freebie. Not anymore. <laughs> those, those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. We become excellent at thinking about how much something's worth, and we feel really good when we think we've got a bargain. We feel even better when we think we've got something for free. I was given a bike from our gym once for free. That's what they said. Seems unlikely, what I know of the gym. But that's how they presented it to me. And, and we're good at presenting things to other people to put the appropriate spin on it. Some of you men will know about ladies coming home with bags of shopping and they have emptied the family finances. And their first words are, you would not believe what I have saved. Yeah, you've got one like that as well. <laughs> you would not believe what I have saved. Would not believe what you've spent either, actually. And we're always weighing things up. A few weeks ago, uh, we were invited as uh, guests of Renault to spend the day at Bressingham Steam Museum thingy, where you ride on the trains and all that sort of uh, uh, stuff. And uh, as part of that, when we arrived in the VIP car park, mm, yes, and uh, we sailed through the fast lane as VIPs, getting it for free while other people were having to pay. And then there was a VIP tent for the VIPs. And in this VIP tent, we could help ourselves to copious amounts of, uh, of refreshment, both food and drink. And by the end of the day, we had eaten so many muffins that shares in Renault plummeted <laughs> worldwide and are just beginning to stabilize now. They wanted us to believe that it was all free. But of course, somebody was paying somewhere, weren't they? I spoke to the uh, 
manager of the particular franchise who we know, and he said it was costing Renault a fortune to put on this particular day, and I can well imagine. And for a split second, I felt sorry for Renault having to pay for us all. And then I thought, I'm sure Renault don't pay. I thought of all the Renault drivers in the UK. And I felt like thanking each one of you personally for the little contribution that you made to our Free Day Act. Because actually you paid when you bought your car if you bought a Renault. So to all Renault owners, thank you very, very much for helping us on a day out. Because actually really nothing's free, is it? Somebody, somewhere pays. And in our story today about a son that got lost, it's really about payment of different kinds. We're going to catch up with the son when he is understanding for the first time that he is having to pay for the life that he is living. Meet the son who was paying the price for his life. He thought his life was free. He thought he could go off and do what he wanted and it wouldn't cost him because his dad was paying. Remember the story how his dad footed the bill and said, here you are, off you go with your inheritance. And off he went with his dad's money. He thought it was free. But having spent all his money and lost all his friends, he ends up in a pigsty, feeding the pigs and longing to eat the food that he was giving to the pigs. He was paying the price for the way that he'd lived. What's the worst thing you've ever tasted? Olives? Tripe? Yeah, it's pretty... Sorry? Anchovies? Sorry? Stomach lining? Who brought her in? Can you imagine being so hungry that you want to eat the pig's swill? Bible says this man had become so desperate, so hungry, so disillusioned, that he even began to fancy pig food. And he began, the Bible says, to come to his senses. He was realizing that he was paying the price for the mistakes that he had made. He'd been foolish. He'd been selfish. He'd been arrogant. Above all, he'd done his own thing, thinking of nobody else but himself. And now he was paying the price. What examples are there in our world of us paying the price for doing our own thing? That's not a rhetorical question. What are the examples in our world of us paying the price for doing our own thing? Speeding tickets. Really? Margaret? Divorce, relationship breakdown, heartache, pollution... I'm quiet, isn't it? <laughs> Bankruptcy, debt is a huge issue in, in our country that, that is, is still one of the things that you can't really talk about. We talk about our sex lives quite easily now, relatively, but debt, we've still, still got a problem with that, and it's really oppressive. Anything else? Drugs and alcohol, war. And then there are things that I'm not going to ask you to say out loud that you might feel, well, in a little way, you're paying the price for something, for a mistake, a wrong choice, something that happened, you were part of. 
And we have to recognize that actually we're all paying the price. We're all paying the price for living our kind of way. But that's not the end of the story because the Bible says that even in that, uh, in that pigsty, this young man woke up. He came to his senses. Suddenly the lights came on in his head and he said, what on earth am I doing? I will go back to my father and I will say to my father, can I be your servant? You see, this young man knew enough to know that nothing was free. There was still a price to be paid for the mistakes that he'd made. He could not walk back into his father's life as if nothing had happened. There was a debt that he owed. So he said to his father, well he said in his mind, I'll go back to my father and I'll say to my father, can I work as one of your servants to pay off this debt for the mess that I've made of my life? What that man in the pigsty didn't know was that the father was ready and waiting and watching. And what the man in the pigsty didn't know was that his father had already made up his mind what he would do. That he would not make his son pay. That he would still pay it for him. And so with fear and trepidation, the son makes his way home slowly, full of uh, shame for the way that he's been, thinking he still has to pay the price for the mess that he's made. And to his overwhelming surprise, his father is coming to meet him, not walking but running. His father's face is that of welcome, not condemnation. His father's arms are open wide to receive him, not ready for a confrontation about how he's going to pay for the mistakes that he's made. And Jesus says, God's just like that. He's just like that. And sometimes we creep back to God, thinking we have to pay. And God, with his open arms says, I'm prepared to pay it for you. So secondly then, meet the son who discovered the price had been paid. And what did his dad say? Yes, go to the servant quarters. You will work the rest of your life serving me to pay for the mistakes that you have made. No, quick, bring the best robe. Get a ring, put it on his finger. Get sandals, put them on his feet. Get that fatted calf, the one we've been saving for a real special occasion. And this is that special occasion. Bring it in, we'll kill it, we'll have a feast and we'll party together because something fantastic has happened today. My son that was lost has come home. It was like he was dead, but now he's alive. We're not going to make him pay. Good news? Isn't that good news? We're not going to make them pay, God says. And you say, why? How does that work? Nothing's free. Remember that day in Bressingham. They were kidding you that it was free, but it wasn't. Somewhere, somewhere, somehow was going to pick up the bill. So if God lets you go free, who picks up the bill? Well, meet the Son with a capital S. Meet the Son who has paid for you. The Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, he picked up the bill for the mess that we've made of our lives. How fantastic is that? Because it's a bill, folks, that I never, ever could have paid. And with the utmost respect, neither could you. But he paid. He paid. You have been bought with a price. And you say, how much was it? Just out of interest, how much was it? How much did it cost him? The Bible says it cost him his one and only son. He couldn't give anything more. It was a priceless gift. A gift, the Bible says, that's beyond description. An indescribable gift. A gift without measure. For you. And for me. I don't know about you, but I've made a hash of a few things along the way. Maybe it's just me here this morning. You chilled about all your choices? 
And sometimes we find ourselves paying the price. We're far away from God. We're not sure which direction our lives are going in. Can't hear him speak anymore. The lights seem to have gone out. And it's like we're paying the price for the mistakes that we've made. And God says, just come home. Just come home. Because I've paid it all for you. I've paid it all for you. Let's pray. Father, for those of us who are in that pickle just now, for the way that we've lived, and we've ended up in a place we never wanted to be in, we ended up in a place we never imagined we would be in, and we wonder, how on earth did we get here? As that uh, lad wondered, how on earth did I end up in a pigsty? How on earth did I end up in this mess? Lord, like him, help me, help us today to come to our senses. And help us to learn from that story. Because sometimes we're tempted to make our way home ever so slowly, thinking that God is more likely to condemn us than to forgive us. Thinking that God is more likely to give us a hard time than he is to let us off the hook. Thinking that we still have to pay when the bill has been paid in full. Father, may we see you running to us today. May we see in our hearts your arms that are open. And may we see in those open arms the arms of Jesus on the cross when it was paid, paid in full. And in our hearts, we say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. And we know that you first loved us. A gift today that's free to you because God himself has paid. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.